Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, Smashers, this week's episode was recorded live at the beautiful paradise that is the Machentlith Comedy Festival. That was on earlier this month. That's May, if you're listening right now, as soon as this has come out. I'm just going to say it. The guests and the food were so amazing that it was my favourite live show so far. There's some absolutely belting live shows coming up uh, and I would so love to see you at them. We're in Wells in Somerset this Sunday afternoon. That's the 26th of May. Come along. We've got a comedian and presenter, Jamali Maddox, and local wonder baker, Bryony May, off the most recent series of Bake Off. On the 9th of June, we're in a huge venue in the Underbelly South Bank Festival in the afternoon. Uh, that's a Sunday afternoon, that is, so you're, you are free. Uh, and we've got Sarah Pascoe, Tom Allen and star baker Liam Charles. And there's one coming up in July that I'm announcing soon in a beautiful bit of Kent and and very excitingly I can now announce um, that we're definitely doing two shows at the Edinburgh Festival as well 13th and 14th of August 3pm and it's cheap AF it's in the monkey barrel where I'm doing my solo show um, so I think it's only a fiver uh, or pay what you want but I think it will sell out so it's worth paying the fiver to reserve in advance um, and I've already secured two absolutely mind-blowing guests that I would never normally have access to so I don't know what to say, really, other than hurry up and smash a load of tickets. Get that, get them down your face, please. Okay, right. Um, things are really moving now. Um, I'm very grateful to those of you who spread the word about this podcast. We've got some really exciting stuff coming up. Um, thanks for telling people about it. And, and thanks if you're about to, now that I've mentioned it. If you've got spare dosh and would like to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you can see the sorts of prizes that you can get in exchange for those pennies, including discounts or free tickets to those live shows. And for tickets to everything else that I'm doing, like my stand up, if you want to send me a longer thing than tweet ever just go to my website jessicafosterq.com okay 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 that's the end of the business let's get into the podcast shall we in this episode sometimes some of the guests do sound a bit quiet and that's my fault entirely uh, for not having the wherewithal um to prompt them into shouting right into the microphone all the time before we began but my amazing editor emma has done what she can to make it as good as pos uh, so don't crap yourself most of it does sound really great i have only really done this warning so that none of you email me saying sometimes them um, some of them are a bit quiet because now you know that i already know and i've done all that i can so prepare your mouths to water whilst your sides are also splitting please because this one was absolutely brilliant welcome to hoovering live that's nice hello 
welcome. We're recording live from the... Um, Kiri, can you say it properly? I've just eaten McCuntleth Comedy Festival. Welcome to the McCuntleth Comedy Festival. Hey! Did I do it? I don't know. Every There's, single time I've said I've it in the so last much, week. I was so worried about spraying lentils everywhere. <laughs> the... A classic vegan concern. <laughs> <laughs> and Indian. And Indian. <laughs> Sorry, it isn't just nice white ladies that invented dal. <laughs> And we're off. Um, <laughs> um, I feel like every time I've, I mean, every time I've said Mechentlith, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I basically, I'll talk in a normal, uh, normal, confident volume conversationally, and they'll say, and where are you going here this weekend? I go, oh, I'm going to the Mechentlith Comedy Festival. It's on the edge of Wales. Beautiful. I just mutter it. Do you know what it is? It's like, you know, Loch, like Loch Lomond. Oh, yeah. It's the same noise. Is that? Yeah. Mechentlith, yeah. Mechentlith. Yeah, Machantleth. Machantleth. It's got a rude word in the middle of it. Man. Yeah, it's got yeah. cunt in the middle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> would you please mind Jess you can begin if you just tell us who you are and what you are hello uh, my name's Jess and I am a shopkeeper I suppose <laughs> um, I have a cafe in Hay on Wye and I used to be an actor magic and what's your um, ca- it's not just a cafe is it you've got like a brand of um, um, ice creams and stuff we that make, you make we make sheep's milk ice cream um, and amongst other things it's called Shepherd's Parlour. Shepherd's Parlour is the name of the shop here, and, and Shepherd's Ice Cream is the ice cream. Amazing. So if you've ever been to any festivals across the whole of the west of Britain, you've probably eaten that at it and already know how fit it is. <laughs> and there's some oh here today. A box of melting goodies. <laughs> yes, please. May, I'm just belching as you looked at me. I'm Melting. so sorry. Made out a couple of lentils out with a belt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm disgusting. Um, and I'm Kerry Bridge McLean. I'm a stand up comedian and writer. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Hello, I'm Nish Kumar. Uh, I feel like I'm at the hearing in a public inquiry for something. <laughs> the way the microphones are set up uh-huh. lean into them and I feel like I should be saying uh, and uh, I was not aware of her employment status at the time I made those advances in retrospect I regret my actions is not in the room. We're recording this in essentially is a community centre, and it looks like we're. It looks like this show is not a podcast about eating, but in fact, like a, a horrible kind of improv version of what the last episode of Line of Duty will look like in its concluding moment. It looks like we are all giving horrible, nasty police interviews to a load of, to a load of like baying journalists, furious about who H turned out to be hungry. Um, all right, lovely. Um, so, well, I, we need to talk about the food that we've got here initially. I mean... Uh, can I have some more of one of them? Yes, please, right. get can in. Can I also have some so, more of them? Yes, can you please take in? all please of it in. while the audience were walking in. So, um, I, and I want to know what your thoughts now are. Um, so, we've got a selection of stuff from this amazing... These guys called the Parsnip Ship. Great name. Uh, and they're here at MacFest um, over in one of the stalls in that little sort of square of food-providing caravan-y type stalls over in the fieldy bit by the arena um, such accuracy absolutely <laughs> I'm wasted in comedy why aren't I why don't I work in map if nothing um, you'd be a lovely sat nav wouldn't you <laughs> yeah and then I think it's um, and then I, where do you um, oh, uh, oh fuck off <laughs> very handy very handy definitely decreasing people's stress um yeah, and they've given us a batch of stuff. There's um, pakora on some couscous that seems to have some kind of poppy seeds, I think, running through it, or maybe a, a, very, a mustard seed. I don't know. Um, Nigella seed. A Nigella seed. Jess, food food wizard, pops in with a little fact to help us out. Probably not. There's no one will know. Thai. There's, they've made these like what look like muffins, but they're um, it's like a kind of uh, bubble and squeak. But one of them's with tikka flavouring. One of them's with Thai flavouring. And they've there's some red things in here that are, are beetroot cumin bombs and then there's a red cabbage salad that's got a salsa on it and then it's all completely vegan we've got some chocolate orange brownies from ellie shout out hello ellie you're here you're my you're my my loyal audience who brings uh, the same chocolate orange brownies to all events and uh, when you taste them uh, you'll know why every time she tweets me and says shall i bring them i say never don't bring them um, but 
there anything up here that's not vegan? And then Jess has made, what's that loaf of cake? It is a vegan chocolate and banana loaf. Shit in my brain. <laughs> and you've brought some ice creams and sorbet things. Um, so first of all, let's get your thoughts on these savoury items from the parsnip ship. How are we feeling? It's, it's so nice. It's the, I think I've got the pakora here. It's so delicious. Yeah. It's really, it's really light. great. Surprisingly light. And really, but really crispy on the outside. You know, like really good chips when it's like, oh, it's got that crisp. And then it's all soft and nice in the middle. Mm. Absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah. Really good. <laughs> I, do, I do make a noise like a cow when I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, write on my hand that I ate beetroot. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, yes. Oh. Of course, yeah. Thinking. I have the same. Purple rain. Yeah. People, frequent beetroot eaters will know the pain of forgetting you've eaten beetroot and then thinking your anus has fallen out. <laughs> I have it with asparagus as well, you know, because it makes oh, your wee smell. Yeah. So I go for a prison, I'm like, oh, I've got an STI. Like, every time. <laughs> it's powerful. Apparently, some people don't get that and it's genetic whether or not you do have a piss reaction to about asparagus or not. I eat loads of asparagus because my mum grows it because she's amazing. Wow. I don't know about this smelly weed. Really? You've never had smelly you piss? Smelly what? Piss. I don't smell my piss. Do you want to say your piss doesn't stink, mate? You look, you look like the sort of person whose piss wouldn't stink. <laughs> Even after, a, what, a night on the old razzle when it comes out like marmalade? Oh, that's all. When you can snap it off, that's really <laughs> full on, isn't it? We don't. Like Sunny D. Yeah. <laughs> Almost solid. <laughs> you and me combined, Kiri. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you had a favourite thing out of that food niche? I'm very partial to the aforementioned anus ruiner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was I, I hope that's what they call it. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, the beetroot was delicious. It's all delicious. Yeah. I think it's if you're a wrestler, really nice. you should be called anus, anus ruiner. ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got an ice cream called that? It's for yeah, lactose intolerant that. people. <laughs> <laughs> Take that as a note. Um. <laughs> into this stuff Jess yeah it's all brilliant I liked I think whatever that muffin thing was before that was all lentilly that was yeah I love food that looks like stodge so you think oh okay it's going to be hefty and then it's no, not it's, it's all, all like light. little delicious, delicious tasty spicy feathers I do just want to like spray it with chilli sauce oh I god me too oh, and yeah. then that's all you taste mm. that's uh, people have like I've had flatmates in the past stop cooking for me because they get so frustrated that they make something really nice and, and then I absolutely drown it in Encona hot pepper sauce <laughs> and they're like well, well what was the point why didn't you just drink it and you're like that's not a bad idea <laughs> uh, by the way if anyone uh, this is purely for the people at the festival the curry stand does an off menu mince called the Reaper Kima and it is so unbelievably hot it made my friend Charlie react in such a way that several people thought she was having a panic attack <laughs> and it made Ed Gamble hiccup for five minutes. <laughs> absolutely extraordinary and the problem Reaper is I, Kima. yeah and I, the thing is i know the guy and he sees me and he's like you, obviously you want the reaper Kima, <laughs> which is like a sort of racial profiling <laughs> also I, I do want the Kima, but now i can't back down from it and i've had that's a difficult how, morning that's how white white people feel in in curry houses when they're like you want a corn and they're like no <laughs> and then that's yeah. that's been reverse corn yeah <laughs> Been reverse corners. Which would be one of your moves but, as a wrestler. As the <laughs> A gentle move. <laughs> it would be a movie even your nana could watch. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so you don't have an ice cream dress called um, uh, anything to do with rectums, but do you have any like bonkers flavours? And is, do you think there's any flavours that can never work as an ice cream or sorbet? Because I feel like people are pushing the boundaries at the moment. We're quite tame with our yeah. flavours. It's all like 
either fruit-based. Well, there's often so berries I've never heard of and stuff, though. So are you using stuff that, uh, well, that your mum's grown? Yeah, well, we grow, We have damson and slow gin. Good to Ooh. put gin in an ice, in an ice cream. Oh, oh, wow. And do you and put real gin in, like then? Gone. Yeah. Yeah. What happens to children? <laughs> Generally. <laughs> they sleep better, Coco. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and then we've got some, like, this one I've got. I've, mostly I've brought vegan things, but this one is an actual ice cream with sheep's milk. And this is Lebanese coffee, and it feels... <gasps> coffee is my favourite flavour ice cream yeah, in the world. Like coffee, it's just better. because I can got... see some of it sloughing out the side, and I want to lick it. I want to lick it off the rim. <laughs> Sorry, you, you want to lick my rim? That's going to be a rim. <laughs> Meme. Um, yeah, so that's Whoa. all. <laughs> oh, God. It does look good. I haven't got home yet. There's some stuff. Right, cone or tub? I say um, that quite a lot. Tub, please. <sighs> Oh, well, yeah, I should carry on asking questions, theater. shouldn't I? But I'm really distracted. So um, like cardamom and cinnamon. Cardamom oh and God. cinnamon and coffee. Yeah, For, and, and what's Lebanese about it? The cardamom and the cinnamon. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, we got there in the end. We've got tea, two, two teaspoons, so I hope no one's ill. <laughs> oh, you oh, no, scooped me. The special ice cream wouldn't. <gasps> Yes, please. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> that's my, I don't play favourites for this shit, but that is my favourite. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then... Oh, my God, it smells so nice. Chocolate it smells of Christmas and mornings. Mango and passion. <laughs> oh, those, both, those smell horrible in my house, both those things. <laughs> Christmas and morning. Yeah. Just farts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it smells of coffee and spice, but... Oh, my gosh, this looks so good. Oh, my God. So this, the chocolate sorbet was made because I whinged so much about wanting a chocolate sorbet that Juliet, who makes it, finally agreed to make me one. But it's ace. Oh, my please. Teaspoons have arrived. What's the pink? What's the um, pink what I've got? So this one's raspberry. We do normally have um, a tabry flavour, but the man who grows the tabrys has stopped growing tabrys and you can't get tabrys anymore. So can't What's a tabrys? What's a tabry? A raspberry and a blackberry. What? The love child. Yeah. <laughs> what, like a mule? Like, no, but seriously, is in like, do they, that is yeah, a breed in itself. Babies, yeah. But what do they look like? Oh. Do they look more like the raspberry or the blackberry? Oh, I'd say they're like a big, dark raspberry. They sound very sexy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, and a, <laughs> um, um, but but taste-wise, quite tart. Um, yeah, and but those really two super pink and lovely. Okay. It looks really good. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Why don't people um, grow them? Because, um, I don't know, because nobody else wants them, probably. But I think we buy, like, 300 kilos of them or something. What? And Tim, stop growing them, so no more. Tim, you absolute yeah. sack of shit. <laughs> hope you're listening to this, Tim, you piece of I'm shit. Set my... <laughs> Fuck you, Tim. And Tim, I'm going to set my wrestler friend on you and get him to, I'm going to get him to do a full vindaloo on you unless you get your fucking Tabry farm back in action over in A on Y. Watch out for your anus, Tim. That's great. Um, Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. For fear of sounding like sort of just an out-and-out out flirt, this might be the fittest ice cream I've ever had. Oh, I love coffee ice cream so oh, yeah, much. I would like to try the But the spice in it so is much. like... Oh, I've only ever I once a, this. Uh, a friend made me coffee that had cardamom in it oh, and it really? was it's mind blowing yeah. I think you sort of have to be in the mood but it brings a it sort of brings a sweetness but a filth to it all at once <laughs> I don't know there's something gravelly and oh god okay I don't have hot drinks yeah don't you I'm one of those people that people instantly mistrust um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your problem um, don't like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't like the taste of them or the flavours you don't like or is it the experience of a hot liquid sorry, sorry. good see sorry I had a very involuntary reaction to this <laughs> continue interrogating the person who doesn't like hot drinks and yeah. so in my opinion should not be allowed to vote <laughs> Well, like tea, I just like yeah, I just don't like the taste wow. really. And coffee, I hate the taste. I tried some again recently, and apparently I invol involuntarily stamped the floor. So 
I just uh, find it such an assault. Right. And also, I see how people are when they're like, don't talk to me before my coffee. And I'm like, shut up. So I hate all the coffee yeah. culture stuff. So, um, but I was so embarrassed that, like, go, sorry, uh, going into meetings and things, and they're like, do you want a hot drink? And be like, no, we're going to have a Vimpto. Like, that I started to force myself to drink green tea, which no. I don't enjoy. It's an absolute ordeal. But um, I now have a response to the hot drink thing. I feel terrible that you've been socially pressured into yeah, we all, daily consumption of something you fucking hate. It's like the breaking bad of beverages. They're like, what, are you having a coffee? And like, yeah, just so I've got time to do it. I um, feel like this, I mean, this isn't my story to tell, but my friend Tom Neenan, who's a brilliant comedian, who's also doing a show at this festival, and uh, he, he hates hot drinks. And so when he started having work meetings, he went for a work meeting, probably when he was about, we were about 22, 23. I thought you were going to say about 12. He's yeah, we're about 12. He's they, so they start us early in South London. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he decided he was just going to have a coffee. And he made the mistake of the guy who went, do you want a coffee? And he said, oh, I'll just have whatever you're having. And the guy was having a double espresso. Oh, and no, did he puke? He had thought he was going to have a heart attack and shit himself at the same time. <laughs> Shit is attacking hard now. <laughs> There's nothing worse than I drink a lot of coffee and I still can overdo it and be like, oh, I think I'm going to die. Really? I'm sweating and like a little. Because I find if I don't drink coffee for even for a week, my tolerance drops immediately. It's such a strong drug. I think that's. I think it's perfectly reasonable to hate it. Yeah. And to love it. Well, I tried something recently that I liked, but I think it is like peak asshole drink. Oh, hello. Was it one that was a bullet or one of those? It was a it was a turmeric latte with oat milk. That's got oh, no coffee in it. So it's got no coffee in it. It's got oh, no coffee it not? in it. Because no. it was like, I was like, this is like a pudding. Yeah, <laughs> it's chai. It's a chai mix. Oh, is it? Yeah, it was it's so nice. It's sugar and cinnamon and other nice spices. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this that, is like a pudding. It was so nice. <laughs> I felt really grown up. Like, I felt like, yo, look at me drinking my hot drink, doing important <laughs> things. When <laughs> <laughs> is oat milk your non-dairy milk of choice, or do you not? Well, because like, I don't have hot drinks. Yeah. Well, like oat, I think, is better for the environment. Um, so oat is what I we're using predominantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think it's the least shit for the environment? Oat. Yeah, yeah oat, I think. Oat then soya. I thought soya was supposed to be terrible, but actually it's not as bad. I, it's, it's, as bad as I don't think so. there's a misconception because lots of um, rainforests are being knocked down to grow soy. Yeah. But it's not to make soy milk for the 0.0000001% of the world's population who are vegan. It's to grow soy to feed animals. Yeah. Which, mm, vegans are saving us from you're a full vegs yes i'm saving you you're welcome yeah Um, Yeah. also um i mean not that i don't want to talk about that it's very interesting but (laughs) (laughs) doing this podcast for a while now and i've been there we've covered that we can do that on a future one you did you say you're allergic to booze yeah what happens do you just start shagging everyone (laughs) (laughs) weirdly because i didn't drink till i was like 18 everyone thought i was like a really big piss head because of how I behaved Um, and they were like look at her just banging everyone and screaming I'm like nope she's sober Um, (laughs) (laughs) so what happens to me I remember going when I was like 17, 18 to the doctor and be like I'm allergic to alcohol and they were like oh yeah no that'll happen and I was like what can I do to cure it and they were like she was like I'm not telling you and and I was like what and she was like the best thing it would be really good for you if you didn't have booze and I was like okay and then I worked out how to do it on my own anyway yeah so I take an antihistamine non-drowsy as well so I'm like Uh, (laughs) loads of caffeine so I don't drink very often I'll drink like half a dozen times a year and usually I get absolutely hammered to make it worthwhile but I basically get like these weird patches I look like a map um, like so the land would be like red it's the colour and feeling of very bad sunburn on my like chest and on my face and then people are like you're having a hot flush and it's like it's not it's like this weird patchy it's an instant as well with very small and it's got worse as I've got older oh shit wow. so yeah. you had to up the dose of antihistamine no but sometimes like because I'm not very good at like deciding in advance when I'm going to drink so I'll yeah, usually wash the antihistamine down with out, booze yeah and there'll be a there'll be a very exciting 20 minutes where I'm like 
I knew I was pushing the boundaries of um, self-care. It's the nicest way to put it once when um, at the end of a night on the lash, I put an Alka-Seltzer straight into my last pint. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That, that feels like a line from an Arctic monkey song. Yeah. <laughs> Nish, is there anything you don't eat? Uh, I don't eat beef. Expand. Was sort of vaguely for religious reasons for a time, because I'm a Hindu, but my dad is more of a Hindu than me, and he eats beef. So at this point... <laughs> I was about Reaper Kima. Do they make that with beef mix? No, 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 lamb, no mix. lamb I just feel... The thing that I feel now is that I feel I probably could start eating beef, but it just feels like a weird time to get into beef. <laughs> when, like, everyone's being like, oh, beef is causing the world to yeah, die. This is like you being like, New Rock's great, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it feels like it feels like a weird time to be like, I'm going to start eating beef and driving a four by four. Like, Do you know what? I've just discovered the music of Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on those Jimmy Fix It reruns. Boy, oh boy, could that man present a TV show? Yeah, so it, because of that, it feels, and also I do, I have this kind of strong guilt about eating the meat that I eat. And so there's already a part of me that's like, at some point I need to be vegetarian because I have I have such squeamishness whenever I've been in a situation where somebody is killing an animal for food. Yeah. That I think you can't be that squeamish about it and still continue to eat meat. But at the same time, Nando's. So like, it's quite a difficult sort of, I'm in a kind of ethical trouble spot. They the don't use free range chickens. No. I don't need to, I can't take more information in on that. That's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Politics. <laughs> so, yeah, I just feel like I can't add another, and not just another meat, but the worst meat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, I fully understand with that. Do you think like it takes the edge off? I, so I did when I first started doing this podcast. I was basically a vegan, and then anyone who's listened to it from the beginning would have seen the, the very the tumbling decline <laughs> of morality. But also, I think it's um, it's sort of slight change in belief set in the sense that as much as I do think that some something close to veganism is required to save the, as part of yeah. saving the planet if we can, um, and that was why I was doing it in the environment, not because mm. I don't love the delicious taste of delicious oh, meat. I love it. <laughs> Nando's. Nando's. Um, Kebabs. But, oh God, I mean, we could just list great meats. <laughs> I wonder whether it's, um, the, the absolutism of it is what terrifies me about it, basically. Yeah. And so I don't know that it will ever be, f well, it might be again. I might have, I'll have phases of being absolute about it and then phases of not. But the guilt, oh God, I don't, it's very hard to t take a, uh, take all the emotions out of eating and, and just have the joy of it but then yeah. how do you muddle up in with all that your ethics on that point then if um, I'm going to turn it all fucking tense and horrid for a minute yeah. um, <laughs> as is my way <laughs> um, what are your thoughts about the future and eating and maybe perhaps in terms of technology or the environment or anything really or space whatever Jess oh blimey um, I think that it's going to have to be like legislated about what we eat and don't do you think we're going to have to be legally obliged to stop eating certain things or yeah. too much of which really? Not be popular or nice, but I, don't, I mean, I think why? Why are we still eating cow? Why? Yeah. And why do we still? I mean, it's hard living in Wales, but grow, you know, growing sheep, grazing sheep is really massively damaging um, from the stuff I've read. Okay. Um, and so, somebody, you know, we're never all going to like you being vegan, me not eating this and that and the other doesn't stop anything. So I think it's got to be. People will have to be forced in some way. Do you think laws work in that way? They're like the sugar tax and stuff then? Yeah, I was, there was something on the radio on the way here actually about it, about like just basically just offering, just taxing meat, just taxing... Taxing the fuck out of meat. Yeah. But the problem then is then it's still going to be the same, yeah. Who uh, are you fucking there? Poor and I people, think you'll have like... People. I was thinking about this the other day. Are we going to get to the point where we have in the day. Uh, like meat speakeasies? <laughs> you know, like underground barbecues. <laughs> Well, I like, what's the password? And you're like, belly pork. <laughs> oh, God, they're going to have people making their own meatballs in a bathtub. <laughs> Horrible, like, moonshine bacon. <laughs> I um I've got a friend who's um who went vegetarian for or kind of pescatarian really but 
ostensibly vegetarian as her New Year's resolution. And about once every two months, she sends me a picture of some meat that she's nibbling out of a fridge that no one knows about in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) And once I've sent one back. (laughs) Um, Have you ever used food to say sorry? Yeah, I feel like that's the... What, is that I, one like, of your main yeah, ways? Yeah, that's one of my main ways of apologising, <laughs> is, is taking people for dinner, yeah. yeah. I think it's a way of, yeah, I think, I mean, I, my, the way I was raised, food is sort of used to say everything. Really? Like, your whole way of communicating is through dinners and big meals, mm-hmm. and you take someone out for dinner, you cook someone dinner, you uh, tell someone to go fuck themselves by uh, arranging sausages. Like, it's that sort of, like... <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's it's the That's yeah. a lot of sausages actually yeah, yeah. for that full sentence. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brilliant. we don't eat beef, but we make up for it in pork. <laughs> but just actually, you could quite easily do a middle finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you need about four sausages for that. <laughs> yes, yeah, fine. I feel like yeah. isn't that the, isn't that a big thing? Like that's kind of how we communicate in every way. Like I know it's a lots of people communicate love, but I think it's really interesting when people communicate um, apology. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I really like if I can't. For instance, if I can't make somebody's wedding, my way of apologising would be to buy them dinner, like yeah, take them yeah, out, yeah. like take them out for dinner and be oh present. Oh God, yeah, that's so true. Actually, every single time I can't go to someone's birthday party, I take it as an yeah, excuse to go for dinner with that's, them. That's, that, I've literally important. just remembered I owe your partner a dinner because I didn't come to a birthday, and I said I'll take you out for dinner instead, and then and you, you didn't done it, see mate. through on it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I will claim that in lieu of her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this was lovely. <laughs> Okay, well, sort of on that note then, what's the most romantic eating you've ever done? (laughs) It's a lovely question to ask in public in front of an audience. Um, I think mine is really, like, um, rank. Yes, um, please. This happens quite frequently. My partner and I don't see each other very often because of workloads. And so, like, if there's going to be a night together, like, he will basically, I'll be like, okay, I'm 20 minutes from home. And then loads of brown food will go into trays on the oven. (laughs) And then get, like, a massive, what should be a serving plate, but we just heap it with different brown foods. Are we talking, like, um, like... Iceland spring rolls. Yeah, so um, please God, vegan nuggets. Tell me you're not talking about curry, and that's what you call it. I'm gonna have to think of another food now, Nish. No, we get like um, just loads of so like there's really good sort of like picky bits from Marks. They've got this range called like Plant Kitchen, so they've got like uh, like macaroni cheese bites and like you know like yeah. fake chicken nuggets, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So loads of that. Uh, he has hot sauce, um, and I'll have fake mayo, and so like a huge heap of that. You've got a favorite type? Um, no, I have a cheapest type. Oh, um, it's just the one that is always in the free from aisle. I think it's called like. May dash O, uh, and it is crap. Uh, yeah, it's it, crap. Because veganaise is really expensive, but it's fit. it's so it good, exactly isn't it? Insane, the yeah. garlic one as well. I get oh. wide for that. It's unbelievably yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Oh, the sriracha so one is good. the one that rocks. Oh, really? Rocks off. Yeah. There's, 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 there's one so in Aldi hot. or Little. That's 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 either Aldi or Little has a vegan sriracha. However, you Sriracha. Say that. I don't know. That how to say one. it. I say sriracha. I'm just owning it. Look how casually and coolly I say it. Sriracha. That time sounded racist. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, usually a bottle of, um, well, in our local spa, they do magnums of Prosecco for £18 and it's vegan. Um, So get one of those, get into bed, watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Antihistamines up. Yeah, antihistamines, wash that down with a glass of sparkling, whatever the hell it's pretending to be. Um, And just that in like, cutched up in bed, eating till it hurts. is I really love it. That is, I think that is so that's unhealthy. So You're romantic. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is healthy because of the wonders it's doing for your mental health. So there. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Have you ever seen a picture of food that's changed your mood? It's a new, it's a new question. I don't know how it's going to go. I get genuinely aroused by pictures of belly. Yeah, me too. We do. I feel like we've spoken on social media yeah. over the same pictures because I, I do. Yeah, I definitely have feelings, pant feelings, inner pant feelings. And my friend Kath, who's in games with me, she she got me this this book. It's from I think it's from the seventies, and it's called uh, Microwave Meals for One. And everything in that is such a weird colour. So just like everything's like like a lurid pink or like a pale grey green and it's and it's all meant to look appetizing and it, it looks like the end of days like every every meal is like and that's what he had before he killed himself like every meal it's so grim that is the saddest book of last meals ever really suicide upsetting. last meals yeah, amazing Jess oh yeah every day every time I look on Instagram which is all food yeah my, I don't have any just follow just, foodie just people it. doing foodie things yeah and then I just get yeah a bit kind of happy yeah okay good oh that's nice i thought you were gonna say something else yeah i do think it's um yeah i mean this i i find watching films about food like distracting yeah like, because you, you sort of like i mean i really need to go and eat something there's a movie called the lunchbox which is an indian film about um this uh it's it's such a complicated thing to explain but it's about there's a service that people provide in mumbai that is the only uh, certainly 10 years ago was the only six sigma accredited business in the world by motorola which means it's 100 percent efficient and it's a group of guys called dubbowalas who take tiffins oh. from housewives who live in the outskirts of mumbai into the guys who work in the city and <gasps> they uh, they they're complete it's a completely efficient business but so they've never made any mistake and the whole movie is set around the premise that they make one mistake once and they get the wrong lunchbox to the wrong guy and it just starts this kind of relationship between a man and it's quite it's, it sounds wow. I made it sound like when Harry met Sally it's actually quite a dark film but like <laughs> it's the sort of problem with Indian cinema it's like if they're, if they're not singing and dancing they're thinking about suicide like it's a really difficult <laughs> but it's a great great movie and the food preparation and the food eating in that is so it's it's like it makes you absolutely physically desire that food. And yeah, like, yeah, It's yeah. so great. She cooks her um, uh, naans on, like, without a pan, just on the, like, directly on the Onto plate. the fire, like, yeah. It's, fuck it. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, well, I'm glad. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep that bloody question. <laughs> it turns out. Quite like I think a big part of eating is looking at it, isn't it? It's, yeah. And smelling it and hearing it and all the memories and all of that stuff. Um, okay. Five second rule, which is secretly that question really means what's the grossiest thing? you've ever eaten Jess um, I uh, work with food so I have to say I definitely don't eat of course <laughs> like, I, feel like I, I forget that normally I remember the caveat but if you work with food I'm not talking about in your professional environment in imagine house, you didn't uh, no, no I can't use a five second rule in my house because my fucking murdering cat has probably oh you've got this murdering cat tell us what happened this morning oh well I was nearly late because I had to wrestle a like, wren out of my um cat's mouth but I saved it all as well but that was all what and the wren lived actually it wasn't a wren it was like a warbler or something but yeah I think well it was alive when I before we started recording Jess told me that recently her cat bought her the present of a whole stoat (laughs) (laughs) I think I've had four things today and I've been yeah wow he's a murderer crumbs alive um, so yeah this is probably like guts and shit all over my kitchen so no <laughs> no okay fine alright that's a valid no 
Um, that would not stop me. <laughs> she uh, says, mouthful of studs. <laughs> I've got a dog, so you've got to be fast if you drop something because he's in there. Um, and sometimes you'll be walking around with something in your hand and it's gone. And it's like, <laughs> I love your dog. He's so good. Um, but yeah, I am not shy about like anything being on the floor for, I'll be honest, any amount of time. <laughs> I don't like grit in it, if I can see grit. Yeah. But like hair will blow off. <laughs> so I'm just or not. Pull, what if you had to pull the hair right out because it was embedded? I, I've, if, you I've knew, found, if I knew it was mine, I'd be all right with it. I, Absolutely. Or anyone nice. I knew in that house, really. I'm never ill. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. bit of roughage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> something to keep my intestinal off. worms on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just not bothered about it. I think maybe it's a farm thing, but yeah. just like crack on and like, yeah, I never ever. And there's so many times when my dad would be like cooking in the kitchen and then he'd be like, I don't want to swear, but you know, like Ruby, like fucking bastard. Well, like, you're right, Dad, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. And then you come in and you would see your sausage curving in hair. <laughs> like, I can join the dots here. <laughs> oh. I'm, one of the most surprising things about me yeah. is that I do not eat food off the floor. <laughs> Given all of the aesthetics, there's two really surprising things about me. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, and uh, I don't eat food that's been on the floor. And when I tell people those two things, they simply do not believe it. I can't wait till you have a breakdown. You just lock yourself in a room watching Game of Thrones eating off the floor. <laughs> oh no, Nisha's gone wrong. <laughs> Like a reverse Howard Hughes. <laughs> we thought not drinking hot drinks made someone afraid. <laughs> Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. I sort of feel like I skimmed over the future. Did I get to ask Kirinish what your thoughts are about future and eating? Do you think we'll be like astronauts and all just having dust that's got certain amounts of nutrition in it I, I think it'll ha I think it, you're right it'll have to be legislated but I think it will become again it'll still be like rich people will be allowed to eat whatever they want yeah and largely just large scale populations will be almost like rationing will be mm. sort of like restricted because that's that's the way it's going the last time we did rationing there was a much smaller population certainly in cities or a density of population in cities so uh, Ultimately, people had to start growing their own stuff in their gardens and things like that. But even in the years since the Second World War, the knowledge that people have on how to do that has gone from, yeah, <laughs> from yeah. a lot to none. Like, how much, how little do we know as a rule? Are we brought up to know most people compared to our grandparents when it comes to gardening and stuff? Yeah. And also... I mean, we have more access to finding out how because of the internet, I suppose. But there's just too many people. It's all good and well to say that if you're so, like, I just don't know how it's going to work. I want to know how it's going to work, but I don't know how it's going to work when most people are going to live in tightly confined big tower blocks and stuff like that. Like, you can't just go, that's my issue with the whole kind of like, just grow your own more, have more artisanal. Because like kind of co-ops and stuff. There's allotments and stuff like that, but generally I don't know that the scale, there's, there's some community growing, but the scale of it is not realistic in terms of the population. I think food waste as well will become yeah. a big issue. Yes, because that's something I think where we there's all loads of... Like I've got a fridge full of dead things <laughs> and like you know just like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think they're being way more mindful about that yeah. although I'm quite like again I will cook it if it's got hair on if it's green and fluffy I'm like that will wash off and we'll, <laughs> with vegetables I'm like yeah man like I'm just I'll be like it's a, if I've made soup it means that what you're eating is old <laughs> <laughs> and if you've whizzed it up, it was made from art. <laughs> Antiques Roadshow content. Nish, any thoughts on the future? I think, weirdly, 
the most sensible thing we can do is look backwards. Whenever I talk about any of these sort of sustainability schemes and the idea of biodegradable eating, my grandmother becomes very incensed and goes, that was how we were all living for years and years. Mm-hmm. You know, like we went to, um, uh, one of my friends got married and had quite a traditional Kerala Malayali wedding, um, which is a part of India that my family's from. And like everything is plant-based and you eat it off a banana leaf and the whole meal is biodegradable at the end. Like you literally can just pick it up and just chuck it in a field. Like it really is. Yeah, yeah. And, and we when, when I, I did this travel show with Joel Domit where he was like doing loads of physical exercise and I was not <laughs> and like one of the things that I was sort of would do was sort of spend time you know like with with like the sort of food preparation and you sort of see every culture around the world every kind of tribe that kind of lives in the middle of nowhere they have like meat day and that's the day they eat meat mm. and you suddenly go oh our consumption we have we are starting to live against our circumstance we feel feel sometimes like we're at war with our surroundings whereas actually as long as you give over to it and eat in a way you can eat meat in a way that's sustainable like the Maasai guys have a thing where they they go to meat camp which yeah, like yeah. when they said it they were like do you want to come to meat camp and you're like it feels like no it um, <laughs> feels like the opposite of a gay conversion camp <laughs> I think it's called Burning Man. (laughs) But yeah, and and you just go, and it's the day that they, and also they they don't eat lamb because they think that's weird. Like, no one eats lamb. Why would you eat a baby animal? Yeah, exactly. They all, you know, the animals serve their purpose. And And then that way you still get to get animals to graze on land in a way that in, like, wild areas can help it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. So I think I'm more optimistic than I think I was going into something like making like that show because you come out of it and you go, oh no, there completely is a way for us to do this. But yeah. we just have to go backwards to the way that we were living, you know, a hundred years ago or mm. the way that people are living in, you know, large parts of Africa and Asia right but is now. Is it just because we're all too greedy that we just, I want a chicken sandwich yeah. and I want I think that's it. Like it's, it's yeah, I think that that's it. Well, and also I think the meat industry got very powerful and it's capitalism and ultimately they were able to sell... F- in cahoots with the government, the idea across the whole of the Western Hemisphere that meat's a very, very important part of your diet. And yeah. if you don't have it, mm. you're, you're missing something, which, you know, we now know is bollocks and it's doable yeah. without that. But it's, there are some vitamins. B12, ultimately, you can't get from anything else, but you can supplement it from yeah. other, other ways. And you just don't need loads of it. Mm. You, can have it you can have it every now and again and be fine. I think. I'm not a fucking scientist. <laughs> spout about it like I'm really bloody up. Um, what's the first thing, apart from some milk, that you, and, and I think if you do remember that part of childhood, you're weird. Um, as someone who knocked yeah. fed for a year and a half, I fucking hope he forgets it, otherwise yeah. that's creepy AF. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, or it suggests that it went on for slightly longer. Yeah. That is ideal. Longer than usual. <laughs> um, uh, what's the first thing you remember eating? I, I, the thing that connects me most instantly with my childhood is okra. Ooh, uh, do you love it or hate it? I absolutely adore it. Like, oh, me too. Because I think it's the thing, it's the food that I most associate with being a child. I can't think if it's the first thing that I ever ate in my life, but it's probably the thing that I most associate with being a child. Like my mum just used to chop it and just sort of lightly fry it and just leave it out and, and me and my brother would just eat it with a spoon. Like it's my favourite vegetable in the world. But I think it's when I when I eat it, it's that sort of it's the Proust thing. Like it's I, I'm a child again. And yeah. it, that I don't know if it's the first thing I ate, but it possibly is. That and Lovely. chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> when your mum wasn't looking. No. I love it. It's one of, apparently a very divisive vegetable. It's a bit like coriander, and it's like it's, I, it's something very deep oh, in your roots it. as to whether you love it or hate it. Yeah, which I, but it, I but it's didn't got realize. That, it's got a, it's got something that's really, really. This it's probably the only thing that's broadly eaten. Uh, by you know millions of people yeah. that that people like because every other plant like that people can't go for it because of the mucle. Yeah, inside. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just very outside mucle inside yeah. doesn't sound great. And there's loads <laughs> of other plants like that that grow in the Britain, but we, and they're edible, but we don't eat them because it's a, a natural sort of repulsion to that. But for some reason, okra is just oh man, trend. it's absolutely delicious, isn't it? It's so good, it's tasty, Kiwi. Uh, I will not be referencing Proust in this. <laughs> that was peak MacFest, wasn't it? What Kuma did just there. All my memories of food as a child are 
being forced to eat things I don't like. Right. Oh. So it's just like, no, I'm like, as in my parents were just like, so like liver, which was just so, organs. My parents were big on organs. <laughs> so like liver, hearts, they're horrific. Like you're chewing on a chew. Like you can see what it is. Like you've got a ventricle flapping out your mouth. It's horrible. Kidneys as well. They're so like metallic and dry. Like the way my, I'm sure they can be done well, but not by, not by those two. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not just, boiled yeah like it was just really dry even Next kidney to and pie sausage <laughs> <laughs> what a <laughs> night <laughs> Uh, what else they made? Yeah, liver being a big one. Kedgeri, I remember because I just found the smoke, the haddock, and it's so overpowering. And I don't like chopped up boiled eggs. I've got a real issue with that. Um, especially when they go black around the yellow bit. That's weird. It looks like an eye. Um, so basically, it was remembering, like, and, but the only thing I used to like is we had, because uh, the farm, we had naga, and uh, on the t- doing toast on the top of that. So you toast it, and then you put a knife under it and flip it over. So just like, could we all had always had bread that we'd cut ourselves because it was kids doing it. The, the loaf at the end was an absolute disaster of like, this really is untenable. Toast it when it's not flat on it. Yeah. Because it doesn't toast. But just that whole thing and like loads of butter. But generally, it's remembering being made to eat food that I found oh, horrific. Yeah, it, was, it must have been a thing because like when we were kids, our parents would try and force us. And like in school, they'd serve liver. There must it's have very nutritious. Where, yeah, but I mean, it is at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> feel like the and that's why we ate the placenta argument do you know what I mean We're like okay but it is my gran used to love tongue lunch uh, that was well do you know when I was little I used to love it I couldn't eat really? it I really did oh tongue for lunch love it <laughs> it's got that weird jelly as well that you get in but pork pies like, like a tongue do you think it's just that we've we we aren't, it's a, it's the problem of ignorance is bliss ultimately a bit with that because as a kid I used to really love tinned mackerel is it in tomato sauce like heated up and on toast like heated up on toast under the grill I used to love that and so uh, the other day I thought okay just do it I mean that's good really good for you oily fish and I opened the tin and um yeah uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Outside for strangers' cat. I'm really that I can't, that I don't like. T- I mean, if I eat meat, why can I not? I don't want liver. Well, it's the yeah, same yeah. thing. It's I like, well, a fish should taste like a fish, so I should like this. Yeah, that, that's exactly what my gra- my grandmother's a vegetarian, but she used to like. She used to just she for her dad, like her dad just ate anything. Like my great grandfather, she was like penis balls like like every yeah. bit of the animal she's like if you're eating one bit why can't you eat the other bit and you're like grandmother it's the penis <laughs> so funny that you're like she ate, that he ate everything penis balls some other stuff I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like he just wanted to eat a dick <laughs> Grandfather, I, I have no desire to eat tongue. I just have no. Yeah. I just can't wrap my brain around it. Right. Okay. Before I ask Ooh, my big brains, I have eaten brains. Have you? Yeah. Brain masala. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, ate, brains. I ate brains by accident in China. Oh, really? It's absolutely fucking. What horrific. was your experience of it? I, it looked like fried potato, which is why two West Country girls in China went. <laughs> We've been in China for six weeks, and we were like, I'd really like some. That man's got fried potato. <laughs> really knew that we were cretins as well when he was dishing it up. It just, it, it looked like a little fried cube of potato and it dissolved, it just tasted of, it tasted like a brain. Yeah, that is, that, that is exact. I was, I'm really interested to hear you say that because Hot when I brain ate brains, I was like, thoughts. yep, that's brains. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating brains. 100% brains. <laughs> Like a jelly, just immediately dissolves jelly. Uh, just great. I really wish I hadn't started eating again. (laughs) Game of Thrones has finished. This will mean nothing finish. Um, and it's come to life. It's turned out that it was actually a documentary. Uh, and there's uh, only one uh, dragon left, and it carries its Khaleesi slash mum. Mm, it's a weird thing. Back, back to Wales, naturally. It's home sweet home. It's a dragon after all. But unfortunately, on its way um, in to land, uh, some prick with their weaponized drone has started firing lasers at the last surviving dragon. The only way to stop this massive tool with a drone is if you three form a three-person synchronized swimming team and you have to do an Olympic gold-winning four-hour routine, but somehow do it 
uh, whilst in the very choppy River Dee. Yes, I did Google choppiest river in Wales. Um, it sounds impossible, but you do it! You're heroes! You are known as like uh, the uh, saviours of all dragon kind and lauded by all humanity and remembered for this great deed forever. But your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. Um, so very quickly, I would like to know, uh, in this instance where you are knackered but very hungry very happy i don't want anything ethical uh certainly nothing healthy anything like that to come into it none of these things have to be possible these people these foods these drinks don't need to exist what would be your dream thing to eat drink who with and where please i don't mind who starts first <laughs> Stumped him. Um, I will uh, offset my uh, lack of Game of Thrones awareness by saying that I'm a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and so, in the instance of some sort of great battle, uh, for those of you who remember the 2012 event, first Avengers film, I would like to go for a shawarma with the Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> superb. Oh. Um, I belly pork with yeah. dough from wild potatoes oh. and some really nice crisp green beans oh, would be really nice um, and crisp and al dente yeah yeah like, 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 yeah um, although John Wayne Gacy's last meal was really good like sort of on the nose as well oh, he had that. two pounds of um, mint choc chip ice cream mm-hmm. uh, no he had a, he had a carton of mint choc chip ice cream two pounds of fresh strawberries and a KFC original bucket which is <laughs> he used to work for KFC and um, which is like that's pretty good mm. but i'm trying to not yeah that shit and um, and what would i have to drink i would have spartan brown prosecco yeah. um, and i would who would i be with mm. oh no that's lame isn't it to say that i think i'll just be with my partner i just don't yeah. see him enough and he's the funnest human in the world so i think that's lame isn't it but it yeah, would be so really nice. nice it's lovely I would eat my grand's cottage pie. I'm so glad. I thought you were like, I would eat my grand. <laughs> and my grand. <laughs> Taking a very sinister turn. She seems so nice. <laughs> Not the time. Yeah, my grand's cottage pie because I can't yeah. have it because she's dead. Um, and I would drink probably some Prosecco. And I would be with my best mate, Fonda. Oh, you can well, have your gram there. You've made me oh, look like great. a real piece of yeah. shit. Just saying, just saying the I, don't, I don't like this phrase, but that's the most totally basic stuck. bitch answer I've ever heard. I just and have a kebab me- with some superheroes. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to meet Iron Man, and now you've made me look like a twat. No, you're trying to offset the Proust thing from earlier. That's what it is. I'm just one of you guys. I like kebabs and films. <laughs> I'm not. I'm so much better. <laughs> um, on that note, so uh, is, can I ask you, lovely guests, before we sign off, if there's anything you have got going on at the moment uh, in life and work generally that you want people uh, who are listening to the podcast and who are here today to check out? What's going on? Head over to Hay, to the yeah, Shepherd's Parlour. Shop, yeah. Um, we've got Hay Festival coming up, um, and we're doing um, some dinners and things. We've got um, Claire Thompson, the chef, coming to do a pop-up on Saturday, the 25th of May. So um, if anybody wanted to come to that, you could buy tickets for that. Um, but, the, um, yeah, the Hay Festival. Hey, just come say hi. Yeah, excellent. Kiri, wagwan. Nothing really. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing a work in progress at the Edinburgh Fringe oh, yeah, Festival yeah, yeah. for the first okay, two yeah. weeks. In the monkey barrel, isn't it? In the monkey barrel, yeah. yeah. So that, if you'd like to come to that, that would be very nice. Super. So there's no expectation to. <laughs> um, I am also doing a show at Hay, but I can't, I, it would be very helpful if I could remember what date that is. <laughs> Sadly, I do not have that information. Uh, I can look it up it. and put it on the in the yeah, outro sure, for that. Just uh, whack it in the old Google. And I think I'm doing a show in Edinburgh, but we don't have the tickets are not available yet. Listen, uh, just um, have have a nice life. <laughs> He's just plugging the happy future of humanity. What an altruist. Um, uh, and I want to do a thank you especially Jess for the food it was amazing and thank you to the amazing parsnip ship um, yeah. they are all over social media I don't think there's anyone else called the parsnip ship it's a great name and they're here if you're here at Mac you have to eat some of this stuff over yeah. the course of the festival please please can you clap and cheer and thank you and goodbye now goodbye yeah. <laughs>
I'm in my dumb. I can't thank those stunningly talented guests enough for having joined me at that. All those things our brilliant comedians are up to and links to all the food makers that we ate from uh, and things that we other things that we mentioned. Uh, all of that, as ever, is linked to in the podcast notes, which is on the ACAST page where we stream this podcast from um, for this particular episode. Hey, thanks for listening. Tell your mates and even your enemies about the podcast. See you at the live show in Wells, London or Edinburgh. And um, do you know um, that if you're ever somewhere that a live show's on and you're like deeply skin and think, but I would have gone to that if I wasn't so deeply skinned. Pop me a message and we'll see what we can do. Uh, follow me. I'm on at the Hoovering Pod. That's the podcast. It's mainly eating related content uh, or my own one, which is everything related content at Jessica Foster Q. Um, and if you want to send me a long email or have a look at when my uh, stand up gigs, as well as all the Hoovering lives are on, just uh, everything's covered there on my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week. Happy Hoovering. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.